Hello everyone, this is Rico. I always say hello everyone. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> My Obi-Wan. My Obi-Wan. Hello there. Whoever knew when Alec Guinness said that word in the first Star Wars movie or that phrase that it would be used decades and decades later. Crazy, huh? Crazy. Anyway, how's everybody? Uh, I'm good. Um, thanks for asking. <laughs> It is October 1st. Wow. Wow, October 1st. Going to be Halloween before we know it. Going to be Christmas before we know it. Home Depot has both decorations out. They're kind of fighting it out. The The skeletons and pumpkins are fighting it out with the Santas and the Christmas trees. So I was there the other day and it was like this whole long wall of at Home Depot is, is I don't know, maybe half, maybe a little less than half now is, is Halloween decorations and their other half is... Um, Christmas stuff already, which they were just putting out, which seems, wow. I, I guess you can't take one, you know, take Halloween down on like November 1st and put Christmas up. That's probably too late to them. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about that, but today is, uh, we're going to do a classic style show. Um, I was looking back over my records. When, I'm, when I say classic, I mean going, doing a Star Trek episode, do some commentary, play the episode. That's kind of how I see it. And or, you know, I used to do long ago, which I, I'll admit I'm, it's kind of a more partially a lazy thing. But in the early days of Treks and Sci-Fi, those have been listening. I used to do clips. I would I would go through an episode and pick out what I called selective kind of the important clips of audio um, from from episodes. And, and I did that a lot. Uh, but I'm, obviously that takes a little more work. And, and there's something also fun to just sit and watch the episode and comment along with it. So I kind of went more to that format. I don't know if I've done a clip one in a long time. Uh, but, um, but yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to do an Enterprise episode. I was looking back. These these used to be more often, and, and I and I kind of have gotten away from these, and, and I've tried to pull them back, and I'm going to try to pull them back a little bit more. But it was funny when I was looking this morning trying to decide what uh, episode to do. Uh, this time I'm I'm choosing the uh, Enterprise series. It was tricky. Uh, probably five or six episodes I was thinking of doing. Uh, that then I, I did a search in my main Treks and Sci-Fi page. There's a little search box there. If you put in the title of the episode, if it's a fairly unique title or a word in there, it, it'll pull up in a. You can. That's a way to search for a podcast. If you want to know if I ever did a podcast about a certain Star Trek episode, that's an easy way to do it. Just go to treksandsci-fi.com or treksf.com. We'll both will get you there. It'll go to the main website, and then you can do that. But um, anyway, I ended up with an Enterprise episode from season four uh, called Observer Effect. Uh, this episode was basically, by the way, this is show 916. It is October 1st. Did I say it was show 916? I know I said it was October 1st. Uh, this episode is the one about some aliens uh, are essentially observing the Enterprise crew uh, uh, going about their business kind of a thing. Uh, I won't say too much because we'll talk about it, obviously, as I play the episode, but that's going to be the main thing. And I'll talk about some other things uh, as well. Uh, and here on Treks and Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen. I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the man in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. 
Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futurist of War. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force. But beware of the dark side. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's, it's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is uh, Reach Cold, and you're listening to Tracks and Sci-Fi. All right, folks. Hope uh, you're doing well. Uh, for those listening, uh, patreon.com forward slash Tracks and Sci-Fi if you want to support the show. It's a new month. Uh, I appreciate those that do that. Uh, you guys are fantastic uh, all the time. I really, really do appreciate you. Uh, by, the, by the way, uh, Richard Berry, uh, if you're listening still, you got to contact me with your address to get that prize from the live show still. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know where you live. Uh, or I might have a record. Of, it seems like I, you've, I don't know if it was a T-shirt way back. i, I got to do T-shirts again sometime, I think. But um, but anyway, let me know. Shoot me an email, treksf at gmail.com. Let me know, and I'll get that prize of the Lower Decks season off to you. So, um, yeah, how's everybody doing? I'm good. Uh, I've been doing a lot of work around the house the last couple of weekends. I think uh, my body's I'm kind of enjoying just sitting here in my uh, computer desk chair and doing a podcast because it's – I did um, – for those that have a house and a lawn and all that, I was using my edger yesterday. There's there's a homeowner thing, edging the grass right along where the sidewalk and the cement hits your your lawn, you know. And uh, a lot of people use weed whackers and things and kind of go along it. I, I don't know. I, I bought this gas-powered edger years and years ago. And I, I, I basically pull it out maybe once or twice a summer and try to edge the grass well. Yesterday I was doing, I got about halfway through it and um, the belt broke. <laughs> Basically part of it is because I haven't done it in a while and it was really having to struggle going through some areas. Um, so I had to order a new belt. So I got about half of that done and I'm still finishing staining my deck and uh, some other odd stuff around the house. As I've said, I think I've been kind of working on cleaning the basement still and painting these walls. That's pretty much done. A couple little things left there, but it's a lot nicer now. Um, looks great, and I'm really happy with it. And as I've also said, I think before, I love doing home projects, but it's it, it is tiring, and it it is it's it's hard to do sometimes with you know it's time. It's always about the time. What time? <laughs> how much time do we have to do the to do what we want? I have all these games I want to play too. Like like the new Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate three, uh, Starfield, which I, I I mean I have them sitting on my computer, and those two in particular, uh, and and I still play World of Warcraft and try to find I found a little time last weekend to play some of that, uh, but um, maybe maybe this afternoon I'll try to I, I want to get back to Baldur's Gate three. I've only played a tiny bit so far, and uh, it's really good. It's really cool. And I've heard, you know, my oldest son especially was has played and 
has been telling me it's great. So, um, yeah, kids who grew up, my sons, two sons who grew up playing computer games because dad built all these computers and we <laughs> we were kind of the epicenter in the neighborhood of, of computers and linked computers. I remember them all playing like the early Diablo games linked together and stuff. So, uh, but um, so they're, they're obviously pretty, I mean, my younger son, Eric, he's a computer guy anyway for work, software guy. And um, yeah, so they're both heavy into computers and computer gaming and things. It, um, yeah, it's it's the way of the world. It was it was really um, we had a little eh, call it an incident for lack of a better word. A, a la- I think it was last weekend in a neighbor. We have a little group. I, I'm just rambling, sorry guys, but I'll get into the Star Trek episode soon and, and, a, and a few other things. But um, some teenagers, I guess, kind of harassed a lady. It was some friends. Some kid in the neighborhood, some friends over, and I guess they did it, and they kind of harassed her a little bit. And uh, my wife, Lynn, made this comment. It said, this is how my brain got to this topic, but they said, why aren't those kids inside, you know, what, what, you know, playing on their phones or on their computers or playing video games on their PS5s or Xboxes or whatever? Isn't that what the big complaint is anymore, you know, trying to limit kids in their screen time? Why are they out wandering the neighborhood at 10 o'clock at night or whatever? So, uh yeah, it was not a big deal. Truthfully, it was, I guess, some words were shared, you know, you know, they were kind of goofing. And the kid came over the next day and apologized to the lady. And uh, yeah, it, it's unfortunate it happened, obviously, but nothing, you know, nobody got hurt or anything, nothing like that, of course. So um, let's talk nerd stuff. So I I got a surprise a couple of days ago, and I just watched a couple of episodes of it, and I'm not su- technically supposed to say much, so I won't. But uh, Apple TV reached out, you know, since I get this press pass um, situation for the many years, well, four or five years now, to uh, Comic-Con San Diego, it puts you on this press list of things. I don't know. I I get almost daily um, some kind of a press thing. And and most of it is stuff I'm honestly not that interested in. Uh, I'm pretty selective about, you know, what I want to look at or do. Sometimes it's just... um, things that are not even where I'm at, you know, they might be a little event somewhere. A lot of them are in California that I can't get to, but bottom line, I got something from Apple TV that gave me, they have this upcoming show that I probably some of you know about or have heard about sort of based on Godzilla and King Kong and the recent films that they've done. Uh, it's called Monarch, a legacy, legacy of the monsters or legacy of monsters. I don't know if there's a the in there. I don't remember, but not that important. Anyway, they sent me a um, a link which allowed me to sign up for this Apple press screening thing. There's, a, there's even an official app for it, Apple TV Plus Screeners, it's called, uh, on Roku. Of course, you have to have a login for it. Um, but um, but allowed me, I think it's going to be a 10-episode series. Uh, anyway, I got access to the first five episodes. It starts, I think, airing in November on Apple TV. Again, I, I've said this before. Apple TV is, it, it's got really good stuff on it. I'm watching the the morning show on there right now. Uh, in the season two of that, it has Foundation, a bunch of other stuff. Um, Ted Lasso, of course. Uh, so, and, and it's one of the cheaper of the streaming services too. So I, I don't know. I really like it. Um, but I watched the first two episodes, and again, this this isn't really anything that I'm violating because it's all out there and it already online. 
But one of the unique things that they did in this series, which I think is pretty cool, and and it and it it is you know the show bounces between different time periods, okay, and um, the show uh, has Kurt Russell in it and his son Wyatt Russell, who looks a lot like Kurt Russell, and, and even sounds like him and kind of moves like him a little bit. Uh, and, uh, so Wyatt Russell plays the, the, the character, uh, in the show that Kurt Russell plays when he's older. So that's kind of cool, I thought. And, um, I watched the first two episodes. Um, yeah, I, I like it so far. It's, it's, um, I'm not sure how people, what people are going to think about it. I, I, again, I'm not supposed to say too much, but they're supposed to be doing a big release at New York Comic-Con, which is in, I think, two weeks, I think, not next weekend, but the weekend after. And uh, I think they're going to screen for the people there uh, the first episode, and which is honestly not going to tell you and show you a lot. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty cool. And uh, I, I like I said, I got access to the first five episodes. Uh, I'll probably watch the next few that over the next week or so. And then uh, the rest when it when it comes out, I guess. And uh, but that was kind of nice. Uh, it's one of the uh, one of the things that I've gotten that I, I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'm interested in that for sure. And and uh, but um, so uh, again, I'm not supposed to say too much. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, what else? Uh, so I'm almost done with season two of Foundation. There's only one more episode, which I think I'm probably going to watch tonight. Uh, that. Um, that's been pretty good, I think. Definitely much more going on this season than than last season, uh, and uh, it's it's an interesting show. It, it's it, I, I wish they just called it, you know, sci-fi um, drama or whatever, because and it's been a long time since I've read the Foundation series by Isaac Asimov, but it it is. Uh, they really took some basic. They just, uh, they just really just took the basic concepts, some of the basic things out of the foundation books, and put them in the show. But that's about where it ended. I mean, it, it is not at all like the books, uh, and and that's okay. Kind of, it, I don't know what's the best way to do adaptations. Honestly, I really don't. It, you have sometimes where they do things very much like um, the book, like Dune. I think has done a pretty good job with that. Um, Wheel of Time, the, I'm, I'm watching that also, um, season two now, and that's just a hodgepodge of, it is not like the books really very much. Um, I, does it feel like the books kind of, I mean, the basics are there, the characters are there. They're not mostly, most of the characters are not at all how I pictured them from the book. They, they don't seem like the right age. They don't look like the character. I thought the way, the way there's just, it's been a little while and the wheel wheel of time i've i've said this before that that's the famous for me at least <laughs> one of the rare book series that i started into and I, and i just quit and uh, i've said this a number of times and i have also said that i'm going to try to go back to it jen i think especially you know loves those books and she's recommended and this is probably the way i'll do it when i pick it back up again is um to uh, do the audiobooks, you know, they're probably a little bit more interesting that way. So I think I six or around book six or seven, I think I stopped. Um, I, I I just I I literally still have that book sitting here with a bookmark about halfway through it, 
and and said, nope, nope, I'm done. It was just, <laughs> I was just, I was, it was, I was having to force myself to read it. I mean, I was literally trying to sit down every night and reading like another, another chapter or two. And it was just, ah, it was painful practically. And that shouldn't be the case for stuff that you're trying to do for entertainment or relaxation. So, uh, yeah, we have to push ourselves to do a lot of other things. I shouldn't have to push myself for, for entertainment. So, but I do kind of want to see what happens, you know, I want to kind of want to know what, you know, how it all gets resolved with Rand and all that, you know? So, um, all right. What else did I want to cover? I've, um, trying to think of, Oh, I guess I'll say I'll talk about this real brief, and then I'll probably wrap up, and then we'll get to the Star Trek episode. I watched the Meg Two, Meg Two, The Trench. Uh, it just showed up on Max, which was HBO or whatever. I don't even know that whole weird thing. Um, but um, with the, Jason Statham and uh, I, the first Meg movie I thought was pretty good. It, it's a fun kind of ridiculous, over the top thing. This one's, you know, they probably amped that up a bit more. It's kind of like the Fast and the Furious car series, or even a little bit like the, what Jurassic, the Jurassic uh, World movies have done. Each time, I feel like they just have to go bigger. And um, so, so you know, I think in the and this is again, you see this in the previews. In the first Meg film, there was just one Meg, one huge giant shark, right? In this one, there's multiple ones <laughs> and other things. So, uh, so yeah, and it, it, it's just, um, silly fun. And, and, it, you know, I watched that Friday night, I think at the end of the week, but yeah, that, um, that's out on, if you have max and, and, uh, man, these streaming services, I think they're killing themselves though. They're, they're all co commenting or making price hikes. Apple TV is actually going up. I think it's 20 bucks a year. I think it was, it was an amazing pricing. It was only $49 a year, like 50 bucks a year. And I think it's going up to like 69. I think it was like 49. It's going to 69. Um, that's a huge percentage increase when you think about it. Um, Disney is also going up. The Am Amazon announced that they're doing this, um, you know, Amazon prime. The cool thing about that for the people who are Amazon prime members who, if you order off of Amazon, you know, the, that all started with free shipping, right? It was the big pitch. It was usually started around 100 bucks a year. You could get free shipping on all your orders, right? Which is cool because I order a lot from Amazon and I order here something for, for a small little item for 10 bucks and I get free shipping and, and no matter what it is and, and whatever. Anyway, so they've had Amazon Prime Video for a long time. Well, now, I don't know when this is going to start. I think it's next year, a few months still. But they've they've announced, and I don't know how this is going to impact the kind of things I watch on there. I watch a fair amount on Amazon Prime, uh, but not a ton, honestly. I, I I probably watch the most uh, still on probably on Netflix. I would say actually, um, maybe Paramount Plus is a is a you know and, and Apple I think. Um, but um, but basically, they announced that starting sometime in a few months, even if for an Amazon Prime member that you're paying your whatever it is, I think it's up to like 150 bucks a year. Uh, but they're going to start throwing ads into it. And if you want to get rid of the ads, it's going to cost you, you can you can sign up for that. And it's going to be like $2.99. Now, other services like Netflix, and I think Disney also has this in play now too. And Hulu has for a long time. Hulu has, I think, since it started. But 
they've uh, they they've offered you know add um, tiers uh, and regular. Okay, what I would have hoped was that if you wanted to maybe drop your Amazon pricing somehow, you could get an ad version, right? Although Amazon Prime is a little different video because it's it's just part of the the whole package that you get, right? But no, if you if you're a regular Amazon Prime member already and watch Prime Video stuff, you're going to start seeing ads unless you pay an extra three bucks a month, thirty six bucks a year, right? Maybe they'll have a discount for a yearly thing on that. I, I don't know how I feel. I, I don't think I will pay it. I I, I can't feel. I, I just feel like I'm already giving them enough money, honestly. Uh, so I I don't um I don't think I'll throw them three more bucks a month, even though it wouldn't kill me, but. We're, we're entering entering this time of, and it's not just home streaming and all, and we're already 20 minutes in, so I got to do the Star Trek episode here. Um, but we're just, everybody, it's like two bucks here, five bucks here, 10 bucks a month here, all these little subscription things. It's a lot of money when it start, when you start to get a few of them going. I've really been enjoying, for example, Sirius XM Radio. They had a really good like six months for like, a buck a month or something like that. I don't know. It was some ridiculously no cost thing. And, and I've really been enjoying having that in on my phone, having it in the car and everything. And uh, I, I'm going to have to figure out a way to keep that and, and have it, you know, maybe I'll just threaten to quit and they'll offer me some good deal. But um, all right, we're about 20 minutes in. Uh, let's get right into the enterprise episode. I'm not going to really do a break here or anything like that. Um, by the way, here, uh, before I forget, actually, I'd, I'll, I'll do it at the very end after the Enterprise episode. It's going to kind of lay out what's, what the October schedule for the podcast is going to be, but we'll throw that at the end. So, all right, here is, I'm going to start playing now the, um, like I said, this is episode, let's see, it's from season four, episode 11 of that season. It's called Observer Effect, and let's get started. All right, here we go. Shot of the Enterprise over a planet. Now we're in a rec room with what appears to be eight Reed and Travis. We're really starting to get a feel for the game. 32 pieces, 64 squares. It's not as if it's difficult. Total number of possible outcomes is limited. 10 to the 123rd power. That's what I mean. Chess is so predictable. I'm surprised anyone bothers to play it. Their average lifespan's only about 100 years. There's no time to play all the possible games. What a waste. Careful. No emotional involvement. I know the rules. Observation without interference. You'll win in five moves. I'm the ship's champion. I win all the tournaments. How do you think they'll react to what's on this planet? Well, that's what we're here to find out. But in my experience, all physical species are alike. I don't expect humans will be any different. Do you think our host will die tonight? It's possible. For some of the species that have come here, I've seen the whole crew die. For others, only a few. But somebody always dies. Always. So this is obviously not... Reed and Travis. All right. It's been a long, long the jazzier theme of Star Trek. Getting from the 
I don't care what anybody says. I like this. I like this opening. All right, let's see. What's the details about this episode? Get back into the groove here of um, Observer Effect, uh, Season 4, Episode 11 of Enterprise, or Star Trek Enterprise, as it was known at this point. Uh, written by Judith and Garfield Reeves Stevens. That's a pretty regular Star Trek contributing writing couple. Directed by Mike Vijar. Vijar! V-E-J-A-R. I know he's directed other stuff. First aired January 21st, 2005. Yes. Last season of Enterprise. I don't know if we knew by this point they were going to be canceled. <laughs> Remember back then, I think it was airing on Friday nights. Uh, UPN or whatever. And uh, it was... I think the writing was on the wall that it was coming. All right, let's dial up the volume here a little again. So there's a shuttle pod coming back to the ship. I can't uh, wait to get back. Two days ago, you couldn't wait to get off the ship. Sifting through a Klingon garbage dump. Not my idea of exploring strange new worlds. Getting tired of exploration, Ensign? All the planets starting to look alike. Not a chance, sir. <laughs> I didn't think so. Trip and Hoshi, it looks like, who, who've been... Uh... I like I'm still breathing dirt. Shuttle pod one Enterprise. Welcome back. How did your treasure hunt turn out? Well, nothing worth bringing home. Klingons must have been here years ago. All they left was an old power cell and a bunch of empty ration packs. And a latrine. Yeah. The long hot shower's looking pretty good. Shuttle pod one out. Commander? <coughs> what's, what's wrong? Take over. <coughs> Got a dog. <coughs> Shuttle pod one to Enterprise. I have a medical emergency. Commander Tucker's collapsed. Can you bring the shuttle pod in? Yes, sir. <coughs> At least in simulations. Slow and steady, Ensign. I'll see you in decon. Understood. <coughs> Trip, how are you feeling? Oh, look like I've been gut punched by a tellerite. Doctor, should we start with the biogel? Not until we know what we're dealing with. Three other landing parties returned from the surface with no ill effects. We need to check out the shuttle pod too. See if any of its environmental systems were at fault. I can do that, Captain. I should have thought of that myself. Stay where you are, Trip. Flocks needs blood samples. Here's the med kit. <coughs> Hoshi, what is it? Before Commander Tucker passed out, he started coughing. Are you feeling any other symptoms? I'm gonna guess that's a yes. I'll prepare anti-nausea medication. You get me those blood samples, hmm? As soon as you can. Anything? Whatever's afflicting them, it's not showing up on the standard scans. Doesn't sound good. It's not. I studied your report on how the Klingons reacted to the infection. Their response was typical for a species at their level of development. 
The Klingon commander didn't let his landing party back on his ship. Your point. Captain Archer did. Captain Archer's done nothing different from the Klingons. The launch bay and decon chamber are completely isolated from the rest of the ship. So it doesn't matter if an infected landing party comes aboard. Precisely. Humans don't want to interact with dying crewmates any more than Klingons did. If it was left to me, I'd stop our observations immediately. We have nothing more to learn from humans. Oh, I don't know. They're showing concern for each other. The Cardassians did that when they were here, didn't they? But in the end, they killed their infected crew, just as the Klingons did. The only difference is the time it took to reach that decision. Maybe the humans will surprise us. I've been observing aliens for 800 years. I'm yet to be surprised. Still, we should follow protocol. Start questioning the infected crew. I'll check in with the doctor. One of the things I like about this episode hey. is, is... This is for you nausea, know. muscle pain, and a cough suppressant. I'm the, not coughing anymore, neither you. Maybe we're getting better. The well, idea of, of other aliens watching us just like we watch aliens Commander? and try to investigate them. Hoshi, just wanted to say hi. Uh, we're a little busy right now, Travis. Can you tell me what's in the hypo spray? Something for our symptoms. Yeah, Flux doesn't know what's wrong with us yet. Have either of you faced serious illness before? Aren't you supposed to be on duty? I was curious to know how you compare this experience with other illnesses you might have contracted. <laughs> He's not Travis. talking normal. Leave us alone, dude. We really need to get some sleep. I only have a few more questions. Thanks for stopping by. What? Reed, something I can do for you. Headache. Of course. Uh, just a moment. Are these the blood tests for Commander Tucker and Ensign Sato? That's correct. Uh, I'm not detecting any vascular involvement. Hmm? Your headache, not a bad one, I take it. Uh, no, not yet. Although it feels like it could get worse. Preventative measure. A lot to do today. Mild analgesic it is. Oh. Doctor, I'm curious to know how you think these tests will help you develop an effective treatment. But so am I. Yeah. I mean, are you approaching <laughs> this strictly on a symptomatic level, or do you believe there's any similarity to other conditions you've seen in the past? <sighs> Lieutenant, I believe I can put your mind at ease. If your colleagues have returned with a contagious illness, there is no way it can spread to the rest of the ship. We are all quite safe. I'm not worried about that. No, I'm interested in the methodology. Out, out, out. I have a lot to do as well. <laughs> I don't know why that would be that you important. You know, it's like Straight methodology on. isn't that no, different, I wouldn't think. Mid 20th century. Let me guess. Dr. Andromeda builds a monster, and it kills him in the end. It's about an extraterrestrial disease. All your movies are the same. I can't keep the story straight. This reminds me of my dorm room at Starfleet training. Got into a lot of trouble at all STC. I got kicked out. 
Well, you can't stop there. <laughs> My second month, I... I had a difference of opinion with the company commander. I broke his arm. Can I ask why? Poker. You broke his arm playing cards? He tried to shut down a game I was running for some of the recruits, a, a couple of the training staff. Hold on. You ran a floating poker game at STC. The way the regulations are worded, gambling was an honor violation, only if it took place during duty hours. So I ran the game on weekends. One night my CC showed up, tried to sweep all the chips off the table, and I... Well, I have a black belt in Aikido. I think he was just upset that I hadn't invited him to play. What happened? I got a bad conduct discharge. How the hell did you end up on Enterprise? Starfleet needed language specialists, more than they needed to make an example out of me. They let me back in on probation and... Here I am. Hmm. The closest classification it matches is a virus. Highly contagious. Silicon-based. This is an M-class planet. All life forms down there should be carbon-based. I can only surmise the virus was brought here, perhaps by a meteorite, which could explain why only one of our landing parties encountered it. Is there a treatment? There's no record of anything like it in the Denobulan database. Then it's up to you. Yeah, Flox, you can oh, cure him. can, Captain. You can do it. The pathogen is reproducing. Commander Tucker and Ensign Sato have less than five hours to live. Put him in the transporter buffer like, uh, you know, good old Scotty would do. <laughs> the doctor identified the pathogen. Huh? That happens 37% of the time. But no one's made the decision to abandon the infected crew members. Then this will likely be one of the times when everyone dies. Yeah, no, probably not. Travis, that's you again. It's me. Next time I ask to go on a landing party, talk me out of it, okay? So he looks too stubborn to be talked out of anything. Looks pretty bad here. He's pretty sweaty and messed up. How's Hoshi? Sleeping. Whatever Flox gave us. At least it's helping with the pain. Flox identified what's causing all the trouble. A silicon-based virus. I don't suppose he's on his way over here with the cure. He's working on it. So is Tapal. So there is no cure. Not yet. I'm getting the idea you're up against a deadline. If you mean how much time do you have? It's too early for that kind of talk. Your own immune system could knock this thing out. I remember Exobiology 101, Captain. Humans are carbon-based. Our immune system can't fight silicon. Don't you give up on me. 
There's still a bunch of planets out there we haven't seen. Get some rest. The one thing that's odd about this to me is, is you know, these observer guys, which we were signs of elevated learn about intelligence them. in the species we observe. More. Rational intelligence, yes. The kind of has not demonstrated. They're the not very the subtle. Crew remain on board. The greater the risk that quarantine will fail. I'm sure Captain Archer knows exactly what the risk is. Maybe it's not as important to him as standing by his crew. It's just as probable that he hasn't realized how hopeless the situation is. There's a way to be sure. chose the helmsman and the armory officer for good reason. They're both stationed on the bridge, yet neither plays a critical role in a medical emergency. Which is why we should inhabit the doctor and the science officer. Archer relies on their findings to make his decisions. We could witness that as it happens. The more people we inhabit, the greater the chance that we will inadvertently interfere. The more people we inhabit, the more we'll be able to observe. How many languages can you speak? That's not how it works. There are a lot of common patterns. I'm just good at carrying them, that's all. Good. You're a genius. The way you can pick up an alien language you've never heard before and start spouting it back to them. I gotta tell you, I've always been jealous you can do that. I wish I could fix warp engines with duct tape and a pocket knife. It's a bit more complicated than that, sometimes. I like that duct tape is still a thing Seriously? in the future. Engineering, building things. Have you always been good at that? Mm. When I was a kid, not so good at building. But I was a terror when it came to taking things apart. Sounds like my brother. Put all our kitchen appliances on the highest shelves. One Thanksgiving, I have no idea what I was thinking, but um, I removed every screw from this big dining room table we had. It was so old, but wood sort of stuck together, so it stayed standing. Until my dad put the turkey down. <laughs> oh. I spent the next month in my room. How old were you? Oh, 24, 25. It's uh, Tapal and Phlox are oh, at, the, been there. at the window. We didn't see you there didn't want to interrupt you. How's the research coming? We're waiting on new test results. We thought we'd see how you two were progressing. You're the ones with the medical scanners. We were more interested in discussing your state of mind. Look, if you really want to know how we feel, we'd be a lot better knowing you two were back in sickbay working on the cure for this. <laughs> of course. Yeah. We're going there now. Commander? It must have been fun for the actors to, to play these parts, you know, when they're like... They both came to see us. That's weird. Maybe that means they're almost finished. Yeah, unless there's nothing more they can do. They're very brave, the way they're facing death. Their courage isn't at question. Their intelligence is. You want the humans to fail. This isn't a competition. Either a species' intelligence is developed enough for first contact, or it isn't. Perhaps we should consider other qualities in making our decision. 
This is the measure we have used for 10,000 years. It's not our responsibility to change it. Then whose responsibility is it? There. Phlox is right about the virus coming here on a meteorite. That crater might be the source of it. Which means the Klingons at this campsite must have been infected too. Set up a priority channel to Starfleet Command. We need to find out which Klingon ship explored this world and whether or not they developed a cure. Aye, aye, sir. Those are the new test results my host is waiting for. We should leave these creatures to their work undisturbed. The helmsman and the armory officer are back on the bridge. So they don't show any All kind of like receptors how they're transferring their consciousness to the people. This could indicate the virus is sensitive to ionizing radiation. At levels that would be fatal to humans, but it's a start. I'll prepare new samples for testing. It's back in Brazil. Shuttle was coming to take me to Enterprise. That's where we are. Captain Archer needed me early. I didn't get the chance to say goodbye to my students. You'll see them again. I've heard from Starfleet. They're working through diplomatic channels to contact the Klingons, but it might not be necessary. The spectrograph identifies a Klingon alloy. That's the signature of standard hull plating. I found it here. You've detected a debris cloud in orbit. It's what's left of a Klingon shuttlecraft. Their response to an infected landing party. The commander killed his own shuttle crew. They didn't even plead for mercy. I mean, they wouldn't, would they? Being Klingon. Captain, does knowing what the Klingons did help us at all? At least we know we don't have to bother asking them if they have a cure. But if they had developed one, you'd ask them for it, right? On bended knee. You say estoy atrasada. Enterprise no se va hasta mañana. Solo necesito cinco minutos. Oh, she. We're in quarantine for a reason. No idea what you're saying, but you can't break the lockout code. I think some of it's Russian. Math is just another language. Quarantine breach on D deck. The decon chamber has been unsealed. So Hoshi got out, and uh, Trip is still inside the quarantine thing. He tried to go after her, but he... I kind of 
can't remember if they inhabit the, the people that are sick. The Shut down all power to DTEC. I want those doors sealed. Oshi, you have to stop. That's an airlock. You open those doors, we die. We come on. I need to tell them. Captain won't let us down. So he kind of talked her down and got her back into the decon chamber thing. Doesn't look like anybody else is on this deck. So, you know, our, our air is air on a starship shared between decks. Seems like if you have a decon thing, you'd have a secondary area. Trip to, uh... Whoever's out there. We're back. Commander, I want you to set your hypospray for three units of sonambutril. I could drop a horse. We can't risk Hoshi wandering off again, especially since it seems she can override every security safeguard on Enterprise. Yeah, she's full of surprises today. I guess the other thing he could do is restraints, right? Just, just, you know, handcuff her to the bed or something. Although that's probably not something that's, um, it's not like it's there for them to use. Sweet dreams, Houdini. Anything else? It's your turn, Trip. Come on, Captain. Commander, the virus is incompatible with carbon-based life. It's attacking your bodies in ways I can't predict. You think I want to wander off too? Start opening the wrong doors? Not if you're sedated. Sorry, Trip. Commander. I'm just wondering if either one of us will ever wake up again. You should lie down right away. I won't argue with that. How close are you to stopping this? Paul and I have isolated a specific frequency of radiation that disrupts the silicon matrix of the virus. Sounds promising. Unfortunately, the dosage required would be lethal. There's got to be some kind of a trade-off. A way to produce enough radiation to slow down the virus without killing the patient. That's what I'm working on. Work faster. <clears throat> I do still love the look of Enterprise and the ship and everything. Stop what this virus is doing to them. Has a more, you know, That's not why we're here. near we our time to observe their response to military the kind of look to too. Them Everything's kind of gray this and submarine. Nice to be having this discussion. I know where we can talk undisturbed. Oh, they do inhabit them. Okay. 
the sensations in this host are different from the others. I'm experiencing physical pain. So am I. Well, obviously, they're sick. have to endure this weakness? <laughs> because the desire to overcome it will spur them to move beyond the limitations of the physical world. Maybe that isn't true for all species. It was true for us. Oh, Flock sees them awake. It can't be awake. <laughs> Not with that much as an ambitrail. Our ancestors were physical beings. Well, what worked for us might not work for everyone. Humans have different qualities. Nothing I haven't seen before. What do you have against this species? What disturbs me most about the humans is their capacity for violence. Extraordinary. Klingons embrace violence. The humans try to avoid it. Humans say they avoid it, but their words don't... Uh-huh. They, um... We're being observed. Well, obviously. Ah, Captain Paul, I was just coming to see you. These are brainwave readings of Commander Tucker and Ensign Sato. What is the significance? The patterns aren't human. Did you know they had this capability? You must have used denomulant technology. I see. Are you responsible for what happened to my patients? We had nothing to do with it. We come here only to study how physical species react to the unknown. You can help by telling us how you detected our presence. That happens in less than 2% of our missions. Commander Tucker and Ensign Sato were sedated. They shouldn't have been able to stand and talk. It's been so long since we had physical form, we weren't able to distinguish sleep from sedation. We'll remember next time. Is there anything you can do to help my patients? We're here to observe. We can't interfere. You're interfering with me! Our subjects are human. You're Denobion. You were inhabited a few hours ago. An intriguing experience. I have no recollection of that. Memories are simple to adjust. You're going to adjust mine again, hmm? So I won't remember a word of this encounter. Or what you observed in the decon chamber. If you have that ability, you must be able to help my patients. We could. But we won't. Thank you for your help, Doctor. No wonder you erase memories. Your behavior is appalling. According to what I read on the doctor's medical pad, he's learned how to stop the infection. I've seen seven other species develop the radiation cure, but never in time. Did we make first contact with any of them? Of course not. Expending resources to attempt an impossible task is not a sign of intelligence. The captain and science officer have decisions to make. We need to return to our original hosts. For the radiation to destroy the virus without killing the patient, it must be precisely focused. The emitters in the decon chamber aren't suitable, but the bioscanner in sickbay is. To move them from decon to sickbay, we'll need to expand the quarantined area. That won't be a problem. We're going to make this work. Ensign Sato's condition is deteriorating. We need to hurry. So they're in their little EV suits, you know, space suits, essentially. It's Phlox and uh, Archer. 
Didn't they do intership beaming at some point in Enterprise? You know. Read to bridge. I know the transporters are. I confirm a positive seal. Environmental systems are isolated. Entering the quarantine zone. And so they're going to get basically uh, Trip and, and Hoshi get into sick bay with uh, with Reed and uh, Malcolm and uh, Travis still observing them. She's going into allergenic shock. Captain, she's dying. Get her on the bioscan bed. She stopped breathing. Someone always dies. Yeah, so uh, not looking good for Hoshi, but I think she's going to pull through. <sighs> Hoshi. Yeah, she will. Of course. Flocks. What are you doing? This equipment's not designed for EV gloves. <sighs> I'll be your hands. No, no, Captain, no. Right now, Enterprise needs a doctor more than it needs a captain. centimeters apart. I don't understand. In 800 years, no one's ever done that before? No. Yeah, that's because... No once they know it's hopeless. You need that's to inject 40 hopeless. units of trinephedrine into her heart. Hmm? No, 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 no. That can't go deep enough. But effective. Oh, this has got a long needle. <laughs> Angle it slightly more to the right. Now, in one quick motion, insert it three centimeters. Press the activator. Clear. Millijoules. Captain. Again! 340. There's always an again. She's gone. Captain, help me with Commander Tucker. How many have to die before you'll admit humans are different? We need to stop this. I will not depart from protocol. The incident isn't over. When the first death occurs on the ship, there's a 68% chance the rest of the crew will become infected. What more will that teach us about them? All this would have happened whether we were here or not. 
We are not responsible. Maybe we should be. We need to move him into the scanner. put him into a little, uh, you know, looks like he's getting a CT scan or whatever that is, a little tube. It didn't work. I'm sorry, Captain. Not your fault, Doctor. There's nothing more I can do for Commander Tucker, but you still got a few hours. There has to be something else I, I can try. You should continue your work on the bridge. Less chance of something going wrong with your suit. I won't give up. You know where to find me. Well, this is not looking good. Archer to T'Pol. T'Pol here, Captain. I take it you've been watching. I have. Then you know you're in command? Yes, Captain. I would like to think you'll stay in command. Don't let Admiral Gardner sneak in someone over your head. I'll do my best. I know you will. Talk again. We'll talk again. Captain, if Commander Tucker becomes conscious, I'll let you know right away. March her out. I don't get the radiation thing not working exactly. You know, it, it seems like Flock should have known it would work or not. Maybe they were too far gone, you know. for you, Captain Archer. Dread? Not exactly. I'm an Organian. A non-physical life form. Ah, the Organians. Trip is my host. What did you do to them? Nothing. We never interfere in the natural development of other species. 
We only observe. Did you know about the silicon virus? That's why we come here. To see how different species react when they encounter it. You knew about the virus that killed two members of my crew and you didn't warn us? I wanted to. But it's not up to me. They're breaking every rule we have. Because they don't apply to this species. That is not our decision to make. If we don't challenge the rules... I don't care about your rules. Tell me what happens to Trip and Hoshi when you're finished with their bodies. We have to leave them as they are. Dead. I understand why you won't get involved with a species' natural development. I faced that decision myself. It isn't an easy one to make. Then we agree. No, we don't. Our encounter with the virus was an accident, one that you could have prevented. Then how would we ever learn about you? Ask us. Talk to us. Just like you're doing now. Talking is a limited form of communication for us. We're much more advanced than humans. Not from where I'm standing. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe you've evolved into beings with abilities I can't comprehend, but you've paid a hell of a price. You've lost compassion and empathy. Things that give life meaning. If that's what it takes to be advanced, I don't want any part of it. We're leaving now, Captain. You won't remember a thing about our presence. <coughs> and in three hours, you'll die as well. No. We have the power to save them all. Are you defying me? I'm defying the entire protocol. Yeah. What Archer has done today, his act of compassion, you've never witnessed that before. In time, we'll study other humans. There's another way. Experience compassion for yourself. You want to know what it means to be human. You need to do more than observe. Aha. Archer to the bridge. He had a little Zappel, tricky. Go ahead. You wanted to know when Trip was awake. Yes. You better get down here because he's talking up a storm and so is Hoshi. Captain Hoshi. You two flocks. Maybe one of you can tell me what the hell just happened. You're all completely free of the virus. It has to have been a delayed reaction to Commander Tucker's radiation treatment. But how it spilled over to you and Hoshi, I have no explanation. Obviously, the pathogen's behavior is more unpredictable than we assumed. I'm sure someone at Starfleet Medical will figure it out. But for now, we're going to leave a warning beacon in orbit here to make sure what happened to us never happens to anyone again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we please. the consequences of what we've done. We will never be able to observe another species encounter this virus. Good. <laughs> I'm looking forward to making my first report. After 10,000 years, the rules need to change. There you go. These humans have not been a good influence on you. 
<laughs> I would not encourage further encounters. I don't think we can avoid them. I'm going to recommend that we start preparations for an official first contact mission. Indeed. Well, at the rate they're progressing, that'd barely give us 5,000 years to prepare. Then we'd better get started. Oh, there's no end credits. Oh, wait, there we go. All right, let's dial it down. I feel like I didn't comment that much. It, it kind of captivated me this episode watching it again. But, uh, but yeah, I think that was pretty good. And it turns out being the Organians, even though they sort of mind wipe them at the end so they don't remember. And it's like, oh, yeah, you all got better. I think I think it would have been almost like one little trick I was, was thinking near the end they could have done was since Trip had the radiation thing, maybe he got like he got better and then he shoved Hoshi in there or something and then and then Captain and maybe they could have played it up like, you know, okay, you all got the radiation thing and then it you know, it would have worked out or something like that. I d I don't know. But it it's not a really big not really a big deal. Um but yeah, that is uh observer effect. Uh, from uh, season four of Enterprise, and yeah, it's a good episode. I'm glad we uh, or I talked about it, and I did. Like I said, I didn't talk about it. If you go on Trek Core, I think I mentioned most of the trivia little things they say. Um, you know, I liked all the Hoshi speaking other language thing when she was kind of in a fever. Um, the Organians, uh, let's see, the talking thing, the Hoshi having a black belt. I thought that was that was kind of cool. Um, kind of me, it reminds me a little bit of Shuttle Pod One with with Reed and Trip. I like the episodes where people are sort of in a uh, sort of a closed situation where they have to you you know you get a chance to have a lot of personality things come out and you learn about the characters. I, uh, here's a little bit of a throwback, but way back when I was growing up on watching Star Trek reruns and had friends that love Star Trek like I did. And we did these little episodes, which you guys, people who have followed the show for a while know about that. And I've even played them. We had a starship that we called the Aurora. That was our ship. And, um, we did an episode on a shuttlecraft where we were transporting, um, I forget what it was. It was like a criminal or something like that. And, um, so that was our kind of take on that idea. Although there was a few of us on there, it wasn't just two, and uh, that was the um, that was my take on on doing or or actually a friend of mine wrote that one uh, that this idea of a closed situation where you get a lot of insight to the characters. So, all right, that's um, pretty much it for this week. Oh, upcoming on the show. So next weekend, uh, my wife and I are going to be out of town. We're going to a wedding down in Atlanta. Actually, a wedding of the son, one of the sons of the friend I just mentioned who wrote that episode, a guy I grew up with that um, they live in Atlanta and we're going down there. So next weekend, no no podcast. In two weeks, I'm probably going to do a show, hopefully get a few people on and talk about the Ahsoka series. Uh, we've got one more episode of that coming this week, which will wrap up the eight season, uh, the eight episode season of Ahsoka. So I'm probably going to do that in two weeks, uh, three weeks out, uh, might be a guest cast, and then four weeks out will be um, my annual Halloween vidcast uh, for that'll be on the twenty. We're out to the 29th. so Halloween will be here in about four weeks, <laughs> a little more than four weeks. And I'm actually going out of town for Halloween. Well, not 
for Halloween, but I'll be gone. There's a car show in Vegas that I've gone to quite a few times that I'm going to, and I leave on, on Halloween, which I really kind of bummed about a little bit. You know, I like Halloween a lot and like giving out the candy and all that stuff. And plus we get the new dog, which she'll probably be a bit of a handful with kids coming to the door for candy, but it'll, it'll work out anyway. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Classic style treks and sci-fi with some Trek episode commentary. I'll try to do another one. Um, maybe in November or December. Uh, I was almost going to do another episode of Picard, uh, maybe from season three. I don't think I did any of those for commentary. That'd be probably fun. Um, But um, yeah. All right, everybody. um, Take care. Enjoy uh, the next couple of weeks. I'll be back, like I said, in two weeks. Next week, no show because I'll be out of town. But I'll be back in two weeks with more Treks and Sci-Fi. Enjoy the... uh, the geeky streaming services, even the higher cost, higher raised rates ones and um, and the movies. I think um, there hasn't been a really a lot that's made me want to go out to the movies. I was kind of interested in Expendables 4, but yeah, I just, it, it was just, I'm getting to the point, I have to admit, I'm getting to the point where it, it takes a bit to get me to go to the movies, a little bit more than maybe the old days. It's just expensive. It costs a lot to go to a movie and, and I, and I, Again, the these things show up. I, I I get why people don't go very much. You know, they show up on streaming like that Meg Two that was just out over the summer. I don't know when that came out a month or two ago. <laughs> that was fast to streaming. So, um, and I don't know if I would have gone to the movies to see that anyway, even if the movie was pretty cheap. All right, everyone, take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. It's been a long road getting from. This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.